0: Spotify and iHeartRadio as well as otwtube.com and now back to your host Super Sly 75
1: I'm bummy today so I don't care I'm bummy today you get bummy sly today you get bummy sly today you get the bummy
2: version I went tanning today just so y'all know all right Uh uh-oh the title and thumbnail got people triggered Uh uh-oh there we go this is bummy sly uh, Club Fortune was happening. All right, climatic. Okay, okay. Petty Juan Kenobi.
3: I like that.
2: I like that. Yes. Smoking on the river, indeed. We are gonna talk bad about Tina tonight. Uh, listen, I'm here for it. Wrong as ten left. Shit. <laughs> we gonna talk. We gonna talk bad about Tina tonight. <laughs> Be nice to the. <laughs> I'm always nice. Until I'm not, yeah. I know I wore this like last week. I fuck it. I'm bummy today. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, we talk. We gonna talk real bad about Tina Turner tonight. Well, not me, but you
1: know. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, where shall I begin? Where shall I begin?
1: I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it don't, peaches. it's in the oatmeal section. So they'd be purposely
2: hiding the peaches and cream. Yes. So they knew you were coming. It's like, Hey, they was like, cuckoo, cuckoo, <laughs> hide, the, hide the peaches and cream oatmeal. Right? Yeah. Man. Here y'all go here. Y'all go better than bummy boot. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. We gonna, we gonna, we going to keep it respectfully disrespectful. Ike was right. Hashtag #Ike was right. Yes. Cuz I'm seeing it all over the net. I'm seeing I'm seeing all this Tina Turner. I see all this Tina Turner uh, praise and I'm like I oh, fucked this bitch. We going to drag
1: this dead bitch tonight gonna smoke on this big stupid 12 roll pack of anime bullock yeah, we go
2: we're going to nut bush we're going to nutbush. yes peaches and that's the only oatmeal i eat is peaches and cream like uh, i'll do strawberries and cream if there's nothing else But you know where to come back with. So all that you talking right now. There you go. Ike beat her for. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. (sighs) Before we get into. (laughs) uh, Setting uh, 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 her funeral pyre ablaze. Where should I go first? You know what? Let's do this. Let's do happy married couple stuff. I, I found this on Twitter. I'm so happy I came across this. Shout out to everybody that's in, the ma- in, in a marriage. I mean a real marriage. I'm talking a marriage with the state. If you're, that's a real marriage to me. I, don't, I hear all these, you know, private contracts. I hear you. But until you
1: <laughs> sign with the state, it's not a real marriage to me. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hold on. Mhm. 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 Wow. Okay. right right okay mm. telling us the story of how you first met
4: Oh, I want you guys.
5: Want to hear off my version or his version?
4: Both versions. He
5: thought I was Coco from SWB's sister. That is not true. (laughs)
4: That's her version. And so I don't know
5: if he was attracted to me or the fact that he thought I was her sister.
4: My version is just simple. Met her at a wedding and immediately was attracted to her. I saw her the week before. I knew she was the one right away. How old were you? I was 19, she was 18. We've been married now for 20 years. Yeah. Make it twenty-one years into in. The what was your first impression of him? Good question.
5: First date, he wore two pairs of socks so that he could be tall enough. It <laughs> gives
4: you a little bit of a. You know.
5: I tell him all the time he gives me tall man energy, so I was yeah. attracted to him.
4: Do you still make him wear two pairs of socks? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got on no. one pair. I love, <laughs> I love his height. What's a secret been. to twenty-one years together? Honestly, it's being friends. We've been, we've been friends. What we're doing now, just kind of walking in the street, is. Is what we do. So we enjoy each other's company. I think that, that keeps us
1: going.
5: What are you
4: most excited for in the future?
5: Okay, don't tell my kids. We have two boys. I cannot wait to be a grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're not well, there, don't don't tell yet, my kids. Grand,
4: grandkids. is what we talk about. Now. I cannot
5: wait to be a grandmother. And like, just vacation with my grandkids all the time, that's all I want. She still looks 21. What
1: are your names? My name is Brandon Watts. This I'm Tara Watts. How you first met?
0: Oh, I watch you guys. You
5: want to hear my version or his version?
4: Both versions. He
5: thought I was Coco from SWB's sister.
4: That is not true. <laughs> That's her and version. And so I don't
5: know if he was attracted to me or the fact that he thought I was her sister.
4: Okay. So my version is just simple. Met her at a wedding and I immediately was attracted to her. I saw her the week before. I knew she was the one right away. How old were we? I was 19. She was 18. We've been married now for 20 years. Yeah, make it 21 years yeah, in awesome. What was your first impression of him? Good question. First date,
5: he wore two pairs of socks so that he could be tall enough. <laughs>
4: it gives you a little bit of a you know. I
5: tell him all the time he gives me tall man energy, so I was, I was attracted to him.
4: Do you still make him wear two pairs of socks? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got on no. one pair. I love,
5: <laughs> I love his height.
4: What's the yeah, secret to 21 years together? Honestly, it's being friends. We've been, we've been friends. What we're doing now, just kind of walking in the street, is. Is what we do so we enjoy each other's company I think that, that keeps us going what are you most excited for in the future
5: okay don't tell my kids we have two boys I cannot wait to be a grandmother even though we do not there don't yet, tell my kids.
4: grandkids is what we talk about now. I
5: cannot wait to be a grandmother and like just vacation with my grandkids all the time that's all I want she still looks 21
1: what are your names my name is Brandon Watts this I'm Ty
6: I left the courtroom during my divorce trial and I realized that it was never love, it was just a transaction. Wow, so we did a whole marriage and did the whole duration of a child and starting a family just to find out that it was all about money, status, transaction. Imagine me being the only actor in a relationship to then realize that I was in a relationship for five years with one of the best actors I've ever met in my life. I left the courtroom during my divorce trial and I realized that it was never love, it was just a transaction. Wow, so we did a whole marriage and did the whole duration of a child and starting a family just to find out that it was all about money, status, transaction. Imagine me being the only actor in a relationship to then realize that I was in a relationship for five years and one of the best actors I've ever met in my life.
1: come with me to get my lips
7: tattooed in Colombia. So when I took this video, I realized like, wait, I actually really like my lips. Like maybe I shouldn't do this. And while I was getting the numbing thing, I was like, okay, I definitely should go home. But I did not go home. So first she started with this lip neutralization, which was fine. I just look like a little hot cheeto kid and then I tell her I just want pink and she's like well pink it's gonna be too subtle like too natural like you should have this bright ruby red and I'm like mm, I don't know about that she's like trust me it's gonna fade to pink trust me oh <gasps> it did not so it was also excruciatingly painful like I was swelling like crazy it felt so raw and numb and I looked really bad. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, jump scare. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, if you were thinking about getting this done, just yep. buy lipstick. It was so painful. I had to beg her to stop and then. And then. I just looked the worst out of anyone I've ever seen get this. They am waiting for my Uber. They were like, leave us five-star review. And I was like, what? And then they literally took my phone and started putting in five-star review. I'm like, I'm literally suffering. It's scary. It's a bit intense. But this means that it'll actually look better. Like, when you get it done, if it looks kind of like bleh, when you're delusional this means like later it's gonna look so good (laughs) i was wrong my lips did not turn into a pretty color but i did go to the club that same night just to terrify the see it's peeling it looks pretty nasty and disgusting oh my god the swelling's actually going down the peeling keeps getting worse Uh, my just been peeling right off I see videos and it's kind of like hanging by a thread My thing has been like, do, 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 like just fly, like by the end of the night, I'm not gonna have any more. Okay, so the peeling is gone. I have like a random lining and then the lips are like kind of purple. Like they look way worse than, than before because my lips were pink before. So after day four, that purple color just kept getting darker and I'm on day 16 now and it's still dark. Like my lips just keep getting darker and darker People are saying it's part of the healing process. I don't know. So now I look like I smoke backwards.
1: Shut up! I am the worst, aren't I? And yet everybody still
2: fucks with me though. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm I'm the sometimey friend, and I. I'm the sometimey friend. Anywho, oh yo, you know what's funny? Funny story. I was just telling Knucklehead. I was like, yo, I don't have any male like bestie besties, right? You know, I was watching uh watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm sitting there like, you know, Leo and and Brad Pitt, right? They play a uh, Cliff Booth. Uh, Brad Pitt's character is Cliff Booth, and 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 Leo's character is, is what Johnny Dalton. And I just said to her, I said, yo, I don't have. A male bestie. I don't have a male best friend
1: like that. Cause am I'm, I'm some tiny. That's my fault. Shut up. Anywho,
2: yo, yeah, did you, y'all see these? I'm. So I wanted to go over these clips with y'all because, you know, but I, had a, I had a phone call with family. You know how they family. You, you know how it is. So um, yo, I want I kind of want to pick apart what the married couple was saying I know I, I know I want to I want to I want to go over what she was saying right what they were saying and how wh- how they found each other whatever the case may be I just and and you know because I'm 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 using them because now all of a sudden because uh Derek Jackson's ex everyone's like well you just why you shouldn't get married at the age of 19 and 20 they They're like that's stupid because you have plenty of women in college that go to college looking for husbands, and they come out married, twenty one, twenty two years old. So, I like this couple. It's a black couple. They look happy. They seem very genuine. But it was, but some she said she was attracted to him to him because of his height, right? And he thought she was Coco's sister, or she looked like Coco. Uh, no, so the optics, the 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 appearance. Is very important, right? The visuals—that's the first thing that gets you, and then once you get the visual, gets you hooked. Then you see what they're talking about. They have been married for twenty plus years, and they seem genuinely in a good place. And I like seeing this energy because I'm tired of people ragging on married couples like it's all doom and gloom. It's what you make of it, you know. So let me go over this. Um, let me, let me, let me go over this with y'all one time.
8: Which
2: telling us the story of how you first met?
8: oh i
5: want you guys
2: want to hear off my version yeah his version don't don't do us because we going it's a horror because uh, ours is a horror story because this motherfuckers out doing all don't don't you know what don't look at me like that we are the we are the horror story bro we are bloom house productions we are the conjuring we are Annabelle. <laughs> we are the conjuring. <laughs> She's talking about we Ruby and Aussie, man. Get the fuck out of here. Aussie was tired of her ass. <laughs> he was tired of her ass. To, to, he like, God damn it. <laughs> Let's continue to break down this both movie. versions he thought i was coco from swb's sister that is not true <laughs> that's her
1: and version so i don't
5: know if he was attracted to me or the fact that he dang
2: y- y'all in my face can i help you what's up what is yeah, she good i mean um father-in-law okay you know what i got one two two so what you talking about i got it here can i do my show now please whatever let's continue with this couple
4: I was her sister
1: oh. so my
2: version is just simple. met her at a wedding and I immediately was attracted to her i saw her the week before i knew she was the one right away how old were you i was 19 yeah. she was 18. so he ain't waste no time i respect that all this Listen, you can't apply the whole dating metrics to every couple because everything is either subjective or objective to the person or the people that's involved in, in these relationships. So, you know, here's a good here's a good reason to get married at nineteen or twenty if you find what you deem is the one. you have been married now for twenty years. Twenty yeah. years, like twenty one years now. Awesome.
4: What was your first impression of him?
2: Good question. First date. He wore two pairs of socks so that he could be tall enough. He gives you a little bit of a... You now, he's clearly taller than her, but... I tell
5: him all the time, he gives
2: me tall man energy. Get yeah, So that whole the body game thing is real. Let's continue. What? Huh? Man, just do your thing. You always make a noise, Be They used to it. And then he proceeds to make noise. Ain't this about a... Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet and then proceed to make yeah in the in, in a horror movie, right? In the scary movie. You try to be quiet and, and the, the killer hears every damn breath you take. Let's continue. So I was, I was attracted to
1: him. Do
4: you still make him wear two pairs of socks? No. No <laughs> I got on no. one pair. I love
5: I love his height. It's Man. a
4: secret to twenty one years together. Honestly it's being friends. We've been we've been friends. What we're doing now, just kind of
2: walking in the street is is what we do. So we enjoy each other's company. Listen, look how she looks at that man. She adores that man. That, she ain't going nowhere. No time soon. She is in love with that man. I feel sorry for you guys that don't have women that look at you like this. Like, nigga, if you try to leave me, I will kill you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you ever thought about leaving me, I'm going to kill you. You ever get a month to look at you? She watch you while you're sleeping? Like, if you ever leave me, nigga, I will kill you. You know, you wake up. In the middle of the night, she looking at you. And you're like, what are you doing?
9: Oh, I'm just watching you sleep.
2: Already plotting on you. So I feel sorry f- for those guys down the street that don't have women that look at them like this. Look at how she's, she's into this man. I think that, that keeps us going. She don't talk when he's talking. She know when to be quiet. Look, how she, look at her eyes. How expressive the love is in her eyes. Y'all, if y'all forgot what love looked like, this is what it looks like.
5: Oh. And then she leans into him.
2: They passed the green light. I love it. I love it. They, they passed the green light. You see how he even leaning back? She leaned all into him. That's what it's supposed to look like. Sister George, curlin. Yeah, this, this is this is y'all blueprint. <laughs> I'm just playing, Sister George. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, this is what it looks like, y'all. Look at him. She love her some him. What are you most
4: excited for in the future?
5: Okay, don't tell my kids. We have two boys. I cannot wait to be a
2: grandmother. Yeah. Even though we're not there yet yeah, grandkids is what we talk about. Here. I cannot wait. Yeah, no claws. Nick's in the house. No claws. And I don't mean a TV show. This is a super W. This is a super W. Be a grandmother and, like, just vacation with my grandkids all the time. That's now a- you, now look how he looks at her. Yeah. Woman. She still looks 21. Uh, up, what, are what are your names? My, my name is Brandon I'm Watts. Is I'm Ty This was beautiful. This was beautiful. All right, I'm sorry. I just had to, I want to go over that with y'all. That was beautiful. That warms my heart. Shout out to us married couples that went before a judge and signed that paperwork with the, with, at the clerk's office the rest of y'all y'all play play we out here risking it all <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah all right old girl with the lips that was creepy i don't even know what the hell she got done i don't know but it looked creepy as hell it looked creepy as hell Uh oh i bet she actually makes him makes lunch for him not just supper
1: so wait who says supper sis you say supper Okay, I didn't know people still said supper up north.
2: That's a down south term. Wait, no, this is how supper was explained to me. Supper is, is it before or after dinner? That's how somebody explained it to me. Somebody explained it, yeah, supper is either before or after dinner. You say supper, what is is going on with y'all? Really? You say supper, you live in Tennessee. I have uh, a Nigerian wedding, I'm collecting all, let me see, here we go. Yeah, y'all still say supper in the South? Okay, see, yeah, that, that, that creeps me out when I hear Northerners say supper and like, word? Okay, I got a little confession. So two nights ago, I had, a, I had a night terror, right? I had a night terror. So she was like, stop listening to scary stories before you go to sleep. So listen, when I go to sleep, she listens to stuff on her phone, and I listen to stuff on my phone. Everything I listen to is creepypasta, dog, man, um, um, SCP, uh, containment stories, right? I listen to all this weird, scary, spooky stuff, right? So she's like, stop listening to that stuff at night before you go to bed, right? So two nights ago, I had a night terror. So in the from what I can remember, from what I can remember, I saw somebody else be pinned down and I heard them like trying to talk and they couldn't talk. I heard them say it. Right. And then in the flash, I realized it was me and I'm the one that's trying to talk in my sleep. <laughs> and then she comes over and like lays on top of me. And then I, I get up like, Oh shit. <laughs> it, it, it was me. Huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Yo, I'll be going through it in my in my sleep, man. I'll be going through it in my sleep.
1: Hilarious. Uh, I'll be going through it. Y'all pray for your boy. Supper is ready.
2: Listen. Oh, my. Supper is dinner. Dinner is lunch. There, okay, that, yeah, that, that's how it was explained to me. I'm French-Canadian. We say supper. It's the meal after dinner. Y'all wildin'. Right with the New York SBE. Come on. Nah, nah. Yo, man, I love SCP stories. Security Containment Protection, right? Is that what it stands for? For the culture. <laughs> You say supper, I had white friends growing up who ate macaroni from the blue box with white bread and applesauce. Oh, no, 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 they don't say lunch. Oh, okay, what we call lunch is dinner, dinner, supper, right, 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 okay. You plan on me? All right, you're going to get your ass in line. You're
1: like, Gold. I told you, fix the fufu correctly or face the punishment. (laughs) I'm <laughs> um, gon um, go and Bootsu gonna beat you with that wooden spoon. I saw you talking to that bitch ass nigga. Who is he? <laughs> um
2: Boots gonna beat you with that wooden spoon. <laughs> ah shit. Yo, yeah, uh, there's there's tons of SCP uh channels. Some some I mean they're there there's Good hi, upper tier and m- mid tier, but there's some some pretty good SCP channels out here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose God, I saw you talking to that bitch ass Nika.
1: Who was he? Fetch my spoon so I can give you a rod of correction. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> gonna kick a knot in your ass if you gotta lie. Wait, wait, (laughs) my god.
2: So are you gonna are you gonna look for a strong-willed Nigerian man or are you gonna look for a weak willed Nigerian man? That's the question. That's the question. (laughs) Umbutu is not Nigerian. Yeah, fetch fetch my spoon. So I can give you the rod of correction. In Jesus Christ's name, I strike upon thee. <laughs> Every time I see you talking to that bitch, Nico. <laughs> All right, let me stop. Let me stop playing. All right, let's, let's get to the, to the seriousness. Okay, we got Tyrese c- crying. Jesus, man! But you know what? He was pretty funny in um, Fast X, though. I'm not gonna front. Like Tyrese always does his comedy thing in, in the Fast X movies. Yes, the rod of correction,
1: <laughs> and more than likely he's gonna be a Christian, right? You, if I catch you talking to another bitch, a nigga.
2: Just make sure I get the invite to the wedding, please. And thank you. All right, let's do this. Let's piggyback off last night. Cause uh, I know I'm going to, I'm going to get hit for this, but when um, I'll have this trimmed out, I'll get this trimmed out, but you're not going to stop this AI thing, man. So going back to ice cube and his, and his rant, you're not going to stop this. Okay. You're not going to stop this. You understand? You're not going to stop this AI thing. It's, it's, out the, it's out the box. Wait, or Baptist, African Baptist. I went to college. Oh, with a lot of them. I don't want one straight from the airport and, and A6 and a Puma tracksuit. Oh, no, no, no. All right. So they got young, young AI Michael out here. Young AI listen you're not you you uh, get down or lay down get down or lay down this is young Michael young Michael let's go when
1: you feel bad
2: It's over what are you gonna do with that what are you gonna do with that now that's not someone's gonna say well that's the pitch they changed the pit no that's not a pitch change that's not a pitch change it's over get down or lay down ice cube one <laughs> is somebody gonna take your you ain't ain't shit you can do about it bruh ain't shit you can do about it it's here all right it's here. Listen, I would love to have a Young Mike Thriller album. Give me a Young Mike album of, of, of children's songs. I'm with it. Okay? I'm with it. And we got the holograms to boot. It does slap. Exactly. People are going to, they're gonna, they're, we're going we're gonna to run to this shit. It's the new, it's the next new hot shit. No, exactly. No pitch change. Now you understand what Snoop's saying? You know what? Let me get into what he was saying.
1: Ah, let me pull that up. Snoop versus AI. Uh, Let's see.
2: So he had an issue with the remix of gin and juice. That's funny. I would love to hear that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so here we go. So this is an AI version of gin and juice that he didn't like. Listen, there's nothing you can do about this.
5: Hilarious reaction to the bizarre gin and juice AI rendition that features a mashup of gin and juice and the signature song from the Jungle Book. Snoop Dogg reacted to the odd comment while Snoop doesn't seem oh, to know be. You
2: Let me find it. I want to find it. Hold up. Let me go on the Twitter. Let me stop playing because I want to. I'm gonna get clipped for all this copyright shit. But I don't care at this point. The, the, the point has to be. I mean, I, I'm gonna trim it out on the on the back end. Shut your ass. I'm gonna trim it out on the back end, y'all. And 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 juice. Okay, let me find it real quick. Hold up, hold up, hold up, because I want to hear the actual clip you see all these old heads getting worried about it these old heads ain't liking this shit wow this is crazy okay okay
1: i got it i got it i got it i found it i found it hold on give me a minute y'all let me send it to myself let me send it to myself send it to myself okay alright now I send me email let me pull it up listen
2: there's nothing your, your last bastion of, of help to, 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 to mitigate or can't even say rectify is the labels because even the labels understand now like oh wait a minute we need to get a hold on this so trust me they will be pushing for regulatory um measures uh with the raia and and and, you know trust me there will be it's coming the labels ain't gonna they're not gonna sleep like they did on napster for 10 years so this is what Snoop, snoop heard he didn't like
10: May I kick a little something for yeah. the jeans and make a few ends as yeah. I breeze through two in the morning and the party still jumping because my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room. room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. Six in the six morning. In the morning. So, what you want to
1: do? Shit, I got a pocket full of ruffles and my homeboys do too.
2: It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. You better embrace this
1: shit. You better embrace it. You better embrace it. All right, okay. Y'all y- y'all anxious to
2: just to get on this Tina pack? Well, no, t- just let me do my thing thing. and We're going to get the Tina trust me. I'm a, we going to slow roast Tina. I promise you. We going to slow roast Tina. Let's get into bad teens and social media let's get to bad teens and social media has anyone heard this story yet mississippi teen girl arrested for engaging in sex acts with two boys aged 10 and 14 in front of other boys posting video on social media mind you she's 17 and the boys were 10 and 14 her name is <laughs> A Miracle. A <sighs> Miracle. The girl's name is A Miracle. What'd I tell y'all about them super lyrical miracle apogyricals? A Miracle Morgan taken into custody last week as being charged as an adult with one count of sexual battery. Morgan's mother, 32-year-old Raven Morgan, was also arrested for allegedly gathering up a group of children and directing them to attack the children who witnessed the alleged sex act to intimidate them from speaking about the incident. She is also facing one kind of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. According to the report, Morgan allegedly recorded the sexual acts on her cell phone and posted the videos to various social media sites another female teen reportedly saw the videos online and told her mother about what she had seen when raven morgan learned that someone had told others about her daughter's alleged unlawful sexual encounter she gathered her oh shit she gathered her gathered her daughter and several other juveniles and drove to the other teen's home After arriving at the residence, the group allegedly physically assaulted the teen who told her mother about the social media videos and what they allegedly depicted. Several of the children who allegedly witnessed the unlawful sex acts later told police about what they had seen. Raven Morgan and her alleged gathering of vigilantes also reportedly confronted some of those children as well as an effort to keep them from talking about the alleged encounter. When police questioned Morgan about what happened in the video, she allegedly confessed to performing sex acts with both the 10-year-old and (sighs) 14-year-old. Police Chief Joseph Daughtry, it was disturbing. It really was. But, I mean, it was also disturbing as well when I found out that the mother brought her children to beat up the people who saw what took place. You know that (laughs) that ain't nothing but some (laughs) niggas. (laughs) you know that is not going to be tolerated nobody should have to worry about people coming jumping on them breaking in doors and wanting to fight them and for what because you did wrong okay we're going to have a place for you Daughtry added you know we put the mama in jail mama act a fool she going to jail too Uh, Morgan had initially been charged with statutory rape but those charges were dropped without explanation yeah I wonder why Following her arrest, Morgan was released after posting a bond of $100,000. She is currently scheduled to appear in court for her preliminary hearing on June 8th. Bruh, see, generational curses. That's why I keep trying to tell y'all that that is exactly what that is. that is. Exactly child porn. That is exactly what it is. If you get caught with it, you're getting charged for that stuff. Yes yes hey okay I mean goddamn. tell me she's from Florida she is from they are from where is this Mississippi Mississippi okay let's see this let's see this Florida woman 36 arrested after mother catches her having sex with teenage son so she was 36 he was 16. Oh, okay savannah jordan 36 was accused of having sex with the son of a woman who gave jordan a place to live after she was displaced by tropical storm ian she was arrested uh, wednesday charged with sexual battery jordan was being held in volusia county on a $20,000 bond, police said they were called to a South Daytona home 1225 AM Wednesday by the mother of the teen who caught Jordan having sex with the boy in a room she was renting in their house. The child's mother rented the house to Jordan after she was one of the forty uh, of 40,000 people who were displaced by Hurricane Ian when it struck Florida in September last year. The boy told his mother that he and Jordan had been dating since October and believed that Jordan may be pregnant.. Jeez, Jordan told police that her relationship with the boy became sexual about a month ago. The report shows the boy who had the boy who's who said he and Jordan had plans to run away if they were caught, claimed he was not raped. Jordan has been charged with sexual battery of a victim twelve years or older with special condition which is a first-degree felony that is punishable by 30 years in prison. Ooh, shit. Yeah, Florida don't fuck around with that shit. Yeah, Florida ain't playing. Eee, okay, okay. Uh. Wow. Wow. All right. Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. She has to have a spot on her brain. Throw in a wood chipper. You smelled Florida <laughs>
1: That was about right. She was lazy.
2: <laughs> Protect. No one's protecting their children. Let's just. Can we just say that? It doesn't matter, white, black. I don't care. No one's protecting their kids at this point.
1: Right? Hey. Okay. Where do I go from here? This, that, that. That.
2: I'm saving it. I'm saving that. I'm saving that. Do we care about Neuralink? Do we care about uh, the FDA passing uh, Neuralink? Do we care about this? You know what? Let's go and get this Tina Pack thing smoked. Let's go ahead and light it up. Let's go ahead and light it up. face Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Rose gold, I got you.
1: Sorry, what you hear is dinner. Okay, let's, let's cover this real quick. And then, and then we'll... Okay, wait. Let's do this.
2: And then we're going to like this, this, this team to pack up.
1: To new details about a
11: story hundreds of you are talking about and sharing on social media. A 12-year-old showing up at a Tulsa hospital, 12 years old, ready to give birth, and the 24-year-old father of that baby arrested. It's really hard to think about. The Tulsa Police Department is asking the public for some patience when it comes to them releasing more information with this case. Fox 3's Rick Maranon is live with what more he was able to learn today and why some things Rick will just take some long time and weeks to answer.
9: We were told today it is going to take some time to get all of the answers. One of the questions we still did not get an answer to, but we are told will come later, is one that viewers have been asking not only on the Fox 23 Facebook page, but also on Tulsa Police's Facebook page. Where were the parents? Here is what we were able to find out more about this situation today. It was a 911 call like no other. Doctors at Hillcrest Hospital in Midtown Tulsa called police after 24-year-old Juan Miranda Jara happily showed up with a 12-year-old girl he said was his girlfriend. The 12-year-old girl was in labor, ready to give birth to Miranda Jara's baby. Apparently, they all think it's just—it was just kind of fine, like, like nothing was wrong—and it, it was very, it's a very strange situation. Tulsa Police Officer Danny Bean says the two walked into Hillcrest just like any other expecting couple hoping to deliver a newborn and walk out later with their new bundle of joy. When officers showed up, Bean says, Miranda Jara proudly told the officers the 12-year-old girl was about to give birth to his baby. But the two walked in thinking like nothing was wrong. He felt like he didn't have any worries. The age of consent in Oklahoma is 16. Despite hoping to walk out with his new baby in tow with his underage girlfriend to begin new life as a family, Tulsa police arrested Miranda Jara for first-degree rape of a minor. It is a very complicated issue, that's why we have experts on it. I know that it's going down that avenue, it's going down every avenue, what um, we can even talk about and release right now about how this is going. Miranda Miranda Jara and the girl said they'd been in a relationship together since last fall and started having sex back in October 2020. The number one question police and Fox 23 have been receiving since we broke this story is how could a man be allowed to be so intimate with such a young girl? And how could a young girl who was supposed to be in the fifth grade be allowed to carry a child to full term without police ever being called sometime in the last nine months? Bean says Tulsa police believe this was not a case of incest. But the circumstances of how these two met and lived together are still being investigated. While police cannot say whether or not the girl and Miranda Jara's family condone the relationship, what is publicly on social media shows, at least some members of Miranda Jara's family encourage them to be together and get pregnant. On Facebook, Miranda Jara, who goes by Juan Miranda, openly posted that he was in a relationship with the girl. And the two posted pictures of what appears to be a baby shower thrown for them, just like any other couple. Bean says it doesn't matter if she had any support or not from friends and family. The law says the age of consent is clear, and anyone who violates that is committed rape. There are concerns that a girl that young could also have been easily manipulated by a grown man, but the answers the public want will take time to produce. People are upset, furious. It's gross to them. It's disgusting, they want to know why, how something like this was was able to happen. Um, and start throwing blame. But we wanna we wanna take this as any other kind of investigation. I know it's upsetting to some people for sure that we're not giving answers or we can't give answers, but there's circumstances around that and we understand that. Wow. Despite being born to such a young mother, we are told the baby is perfectly healthy. We are told as the investigation goes on, more charges could be filed against Miranda. And also, it is still up to DHS as to whether the child mother will be allowed to go back to her family and what the future of the newborn will be. It's all up in the air right now, pending the rest of the investigation. Live covering news that matters, I'm Rick Marin on Fox 23 News.
2: I can, well, see, now to new- I can see more and more of these stories as these migrants begin to flood. And ingratiate themselves into the into the society. You're gonna see more of these stories. This ain't gonna be nothing new. Yeah, this is this is gonna be every day. Like big no big deal.
1: Wow. Wow. That's ill, son. That's ill. That's ill. You the illest, son. You the illest. Alright. Okay. So Let's see.
2: Let's go ahead and light up one for for uh, Ms. Anime Bullock. Let's just go ahead and light one up real quick. Now, here's what th- they finally confirmed, what we've already knew for uh, at least eighteen months, right? So they they said she had a long illness. Now it was between her kidney liver and cancer. I believe she was she was like afflicted by two of these things at the same time. Right? So we'll get to the kidney issue. But she died at her, at her 76 million dollar mansion near Zurich. Must I mean that's that's great. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into when she had the kidney issue. All right, hold up.
1: Hold up just bear with me. Okay with me. I delete that part. Delete. Okay. Let me. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to when she had the kidney issues. Where is this at? Is that it? See. Let me see. Hold up. Okay. So this is when she had the kidney issue. Now she's
2: 83 now which is it had been not even six seven eight years ago y'all fact check me when she had the kidney transplant but this is when she was talking about her kidney issues right okay let's go
12: you get married you're in your early 70s you you've you've stopped showbiz you've retired you're about to enjoy yourself you have a stroke and then
8: yeah. so then they they said, uh, only one of your kidneys are functioning. So I said, well, so what happens? He said, if you don't maintain, if you don't do what we recommend, you will probably die. So I said, well, if it's time, I, you know, I felt like it, I'm late 70s, my mother died at 84, my sister died at 74, I thought maybe this was my time. Mm. So he said, "No, no, 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 no. We we can do something about it." He said, "There's a machine downstairs." I said, "Oh no, I'm not living on a machine." Dialysis, <laughs> <laughs> right? So we went downstairs. Yes, and there was this machine standing there, and I realized that I had to, I would have to use this machine if I decided to live. And I said, "Oh no, I'm not living on a machine. That's not a quality of life." They said, "No, no, 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 no. You, you. What it will do is." provide you with a cleanser for the body until we find a kidney for you. Irvin said to the doctors, can I give her one of mine, something similar to this, I wasn't there. And then he found out that he doesn't need two kidneys, so then he came to me and said, Tina, you don't have to make this decision now. I, I can give you one of my kidneys. And I said, oh Irvin, you're young, I'm already older, it's okay, you just get used to me not being here. Oh no, he didn't want that. So. So then he talked me into him taking on one kidney. So I said, well, no, I have to talk to the doctors. And then I talked to them about Irvin and what will happen to him because he was, he was still quite young. Mm. And I did feel like I, I was older and I was already in my 70s. So why should I take the kidneys from a young man and let him finish his life? That's what I felt like.
2: Okay. Now that was that was a kidney issue. So that that was her husband. I mean, I mean, how much younger was he than her? But I mean, I, I'm not here for all that. Okay, what? He was 16 years younger. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, let's continue on this on this pack this packet that we shall smoketh. What is this? Oh no! You know what? I'll, I'll come back to these tonight
1: after. Okay. I'll come back to that after we smoke this pack. All right. Are we ready? Where should I go with this one? Do I go to this one first. Which one is this? Which one is this? Okay. Tina Turner
2: at one point was offered a, the role of Sealy in the color purple. Right? All my old head, y'all remember this. Tina Turner was offered Seely the role of Seely. Okay? Whoopi Goldberg was the second choice. Let's go.
4: I was astonished when Steven Spielberg contacted you and offered you the film The Color Purple, Alice Walker's great novel, and you turned it down. (laughs) Why'd you turn it down? You waited 10 years to go from Tommy for Ken Russell to Mad Max for George Miller. Spielberg calls you and offers you one of the great American novels of the decade, and you say, no thanks. <sighs> I, I think I'll tour. I did exactly movie. say that. I said,
8: hold on, I'd like to meet him and tell him no thanks in person, so at least I'll get a chance to say hello. It was too serious. It was so depressing. I kept trying to read the book, and every time I would get chapter after chapter, I was coming more depressed and more depressed. It was something that I didn't want to do. It was too close to what my life was with Ike. It's like next door. It was... Just 10 years ago, that's what purple was, color purple was. There's no way that it would have been almost like asking me to go back to Ike as his wife. I could not do that movie. It would have been unhappy. I would not have been proud of it. I would, I would have been unhappy. I would not have been proud of it. And I would have, been, would have been miserable during the whole shoot.
2: The fact that she keeps this this Ike narrative going is is, you know, like say if some say it's something else i mean oh my god you know what let's just let it play out come on
8: you were much quoted in passing on the color purple saying you had already lived that life and in fact you've picked
9: cotton it's a long way from sitting here in london so tell me a little bit what is the reality of picking cotton when you're seven or eight years
8: i'd like to just tell you runa why i i, I uh, passed on the color purple not that cause it hasn't been set uh I felt wonderful, great. That's just what I needed, coming from uh, my experience I had with Mad Max to work the camera once again, you know? And then I read the script and I became, I, I, I was almost shocked and depressed because I felt, why am I drawing this into me? I've just stepped out of this kind of situation. This is eye can I all over again. This is 20 years ago in Tennessee, the cotton fields. The stuff is in this script here, or this book. It's wonderful to read about it, but for me to play it, wonderful for readers to read a story, but for someone that I've
7: experienced it, not to play it. That, that was my feeling. Uh, you had an offer from uh, Steven Spielberg to, to do the main role in uh, Color Purple.
8: Right. Why didn't you want to do that? I mean, I've been a wife, I've had a family. I know that Purple Story Life, Purple Color Purple, ha! I have no reason that at all to be intrigued at or even stimulated by doing a story like that. You know, it's too close to my own life. So I—but but you would be able to do it very well. No, I think no. I would be bored. You turned down the lead in *The Color Purple*. Why? Why did you do that? It was an action adventure. Right? Most parts given to black people are crying, running from a church, pain—just like what Roger said. Mm. I just don't want to play those parts. It was. Wrong for me to be my best, even if I had received Oscar for if I had done it and received Oscar for it, I wouldn't have been really excited about it. Every time I looked at it, it would have reminded me of a, a side of my life that I don't care to remember, so it was wrong for me.
13: I understand you got some offers after that, and, and you, one in particular, The Color Purple. Yeah. Steven Spielberg came to you and said, Tina, come and be in this movie. Why yeah. didn't you do it? It was much too
8: close to my life. I had just finished um, Turmoil and my my own personal life which was very much like the part it is they wanted i didn't want to even pretend that life anymore it was much much too close much too soon i just needed to do more of a rebel part something that was really stepping outside of what my own personal life had been just wrong timing
2: okay i ain't going front i would have liked to see how that that would have turned out i would have liked to see tina s Seeley how much of a, a dynamic uh, or a change in dynamic and tone that movie would have had, because clearly, you know, let's let's not act like Tina was the best actress, whatever the case may be. I think that role would have been a bit of a stretch for her acting prowess. I think Whoopi did a phenomenal job, whether you like the movie or not, you know. And uh, Whoopi did such a phenomenal job. The old the old story goes that um, she outshined Oprah. And for a long time, apparently Oprah had a beef with Whoopi that Whoopi didn't know about. That's an old Hollywood story. All right, let's continue on this pack. My man, J.J. Man, what's happening? Uh-oh. Tina's keeping up with this abusive actor. Man, bruh. Into the ground. Into the ground. Into the ground. Yeah, I, 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 it's it had been like one of those what ifs, like, okay, let's do a what if. Right? So let's continue on this. Is this? I want to keep that one. No, I want to do. Yeah,
1: let's do this one. Let's do this one. Let's do this one. Let's do this one. All right, let's go. I hope you're
8: enjoying this big exclusive.
12: Get out of
8: here. Now,
2: Get out of here. this stuff
14: is going around now about all these so-called woke black people now. The white people and the lesbians and the feminists were talking like this 53 years ago in pledging to a 50, a 25, a 50, and a 100 year plan to put this in place. And that's one of the campaigns, one of the propaganda points they've been making over and over about toxic masculinity. So you take a situation where you got a good man who is a, re, a musician. He grew up hard, saw his daddy lynched, rescued a hoe who was also a pimp Uh from the streets, Uh who was a violent hoe and pimp that shot people, always violent the rest of her life, and then they make her into a saint, and the man that rescued her and was actually putting his money up to help women, they made him develop. See, that's what they do. They have no respect because you know what they do. And we forget by any means necessary. We look at this crap and we believe it. And we forget and we will not listen to by any means necessary. Now, see, that's what they do,
1: though. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love? What is, what, is, what is it with
14: it? movie, so eh? I, yeah, I know a lot when you talk yeah, about <laughs> I know a whole lot of crap they don't bring out.
0: Gotcha. Like, for example, gotcha.
14: what's love got to do with it? Talking about Ike being the one that is a vicious one. No, Tina was a pimp in Memphis.
1: Oh, all
14: my old G, O, G, old pimp fools that I used to represent were in all that woman. She used to say they used to say, Tina. Little bitty Tina, she was a gangster pimp at 17. Had a whole stable of hoes, two, wow. three bottom hoes. Lord have mercy. To pop a cap on Wait, are, are crawl you back. talking about
0: my Tina Turner with the beautiful yeah, legs? Yeah, that one. No
14: way. She's notorious for no the pimps in Memphis where she used to be a at. Gangster pimp. And all the men on my generation in L.A. who thank Ike, for keeping us straight and coming around and talking to us whenever he saw us about stay in school, stay drug-free, get your studies together. The most important thing right now you can do is get your mind together. That was Ike. I remember that from being in elementary school all the way through high school. And that violent, rude, crude woman who cussed everybody out, who mistook her for Ike, Driving around in that tinted window Rolls Royce Twin eggs.
2: Okay, now listen. For all you Tina Turner acolytes, your beef is not with me. Your beef is with Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> your beef is with Judge Joe Brown.
14: Yeah, we remember her, but see, that's how they lie about it. You know no, what? I just, Ike was I in just there love for?
0: Tina Turner, and you're breaking my heart. I, right that now. woman that's is a, a witch.
14: That woman oh is a God. witch. When we, we would say, hey, Ike, and if it was Ike, he would have his homeboy roll the windows down. He would stop, pull over, talk to us for two hours, send his homeboy off to get hamburgers and fries and cokes, come back and talk to us. If we made a mistake and it was Tina in the Rolls Royce, she'd roll them down, call us all kind of black N-words, little MF. How dare we talk to her and she go run our little picking any cells over? Pick-a-nin-y. That's how she used Jeez. to go. This was after the last of the two shows we did with him and his then current wife at air. He said, Judge, I didn't know they were gonna do that to me when I signed that release. I wasn't like that. I said, Brother, I know. I was one of those boys in LA that you talked to from the fifth grade all the way through high school, you would stop. Man, you must have stopped seven or eight times. Me and my homeboys were out there, you know, playing uh, touch football or something, or tackle football in the park, or just hanging out. You were telling us what time it was. You remember that? Yes, sir. How old are you? When I told him, oh, yeah, you would. I thought you were younger than that. I said, man, we thank you. And you know what he was in my court for? Uh Uh-oh. He and his wife had a foundation, and it was for battered women. And what they did was they would gift these women money to get away from the abusive man. If they went back to him, it wasn't a gift. It was a loan. I saw that evil witch when I was at a barbecue cookout that some family friends were having four doors down from where he and Tina Turner lived up in Baldwin Hills, and he was down on his knees gardening with a trowel. And he got up, took his gloves off, dusted his hands off, came over, shook our hands, talked to us, asked us how the football team was doing since we all played ball for Dorsey High, told us to hang in there, You know, he had kept up with everything, went back over. Tina comes storming out about 20 minutes later, cussing and hollering about why didn't he have these lyrics together? And he was trying to tell her. He was trying to think it through, which was what he was trying to do then. She got to cussing. He got to asking her, would you please stop that? These some kids listening. She cussed us out, walked to the edge of the property, hands on hips, started yelling all kinds of foul crap at us. Walked back in. About 15 minutes later, she came out mad again about, I'm not waiting on you coming up with these goddamn, except for lyrics. She picked up one of these real heavy rapes, the kind with the wrought iron head to it that looks like-
2: Now, once again, hey, if you got an issue, your issues with Judge Joe Brown, you <laughs> smoking on Tina Turner Packs tonight. Let's continue. ...like
14: a comb and then the big shape handle... Fortunately, she picked it up by the rake end. She hauled off and hit him, looked like it was hard as she could across his back. The man flattened on the ground, said, damn, baby, and then she hit him again. Then she stormed back in the house. Another time, I was in college getting ready to go to law school, and what happened, I was in the boys' market on Crenshaw by the railroad tracks of L.A. There were four little cute girls that obviously had gone to Dorsey High by the sweatshirts they had on, and they were saying, "Oh, is that Miss Tina? Oh my God, it's Tina Turner!" And they said, "Are you sure? Yes, it is." So one of them had the temerity to say, "Miss Tina," she turned around, "You little black bitch! How dare you talk to me, little hoe? I'll slap the grease off your face! I didn't give you permission, little slut, to talk to me!" And the girl started crying. That's how that witch was. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Judge, there I was
14: twenty-something then, the and I've been seeing her since I was nine, ten years old. Do that
0: shit. Hmm. There were three scenes in the movie. One, the iconic line, you wanted the line everybody knew: "Anime eat the cake." He shoved the birthday cake in her face, and 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 she ran out of out of the restaurant. Oh, that's um, the other a, lie. Was the big, that a lie. That is a lie. What what about the big fight in the limo?
14: The alternative was the alternative was somebody gave her the damn cake and she smashed it in their face and that made the committed suicide.
2: And, and this is why you shouldn't put too much stock in people's biopics and life stories because they always embellish the take out or add stuff. I remember when this movie came out, even Ike was saying the scene in the studio never took place. But that, but the director wanted that scene in the movie. You know, when he attacked her in the studio, everyone thought it actually took place. It never took place. And even Lawrence Fishburne was to a point where he was uncomfortable with all the stuff they kept trying to add uh, with the abuse with Ike. Right? But let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue.
14: Supposedly, all the pimps in Memphis that I used to represent said it was Tina probably popped the cap on her. I had
0: an old hoe for
14: a client. Wait, wait,
0: Judge. What, what me? I'm not familiar with the me. In, in the movie.
14: The movie. The oh, maid. I got to go back and look at that. supposedly killed time. herself.
0: Okay. It was okay. all
14: camera, but everybody said that was probably Tina to pop the cap on her. Another thing. I had an old client. Died of breast cancer, but she had been a hoe too. She couldn't walk because Tina had roped her behind the Cadillac it drug her around the projects, foot homes, and ground off one of her kneecaps. What? Now, that's the one you get all oh that God. crap about St. Uh, Tina with her violent little ass.
0: What about the fight that that, that happened in the, the limo? and the, the, the day that she ran all bloody... I it
14: don't know if she's like everybody, everybody in LA that had seen them over that long period of time between when they were kids and grown and the shit she used to.
2: Yes. Uh, I, Ike's story only aired one time, the unsung. I, I think some of us caught clips of it years ago. I think I caught a clip of it, but, um, they aired it one time and never, never, never re aired it ever again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were lucky to catch that, that episode, Yeah, they never re-aired it after that first time.
14: Two in L.A. on the streets said, that's a lie. It's the other way around because it was always her other way around. She'd be whining about what he did to her and some people that would see it saying that wasn't the way it went down. It was Tina did that to him. What about that rape? Think about it. When you a drug woman her by and the hair. seventeen and you got other women playing prostitute for you and taking their money, what the hell are you gonna do? Pimps are the lowest of the low. See, you know how that woman got her ass saved. There is a huge club in Memphis. It opened back up. It needs a lot of renovation, but it's still there. It's called Paradise. On the wall is a fire department pyramid, uh, permit that says no more than five thousand people. It's huge. So one day when she was still pimping, she snatched the phone from some, uh, the mic from some woman. I was told. I didn't see it, but it is say, and smacked the babe because it was one of her hoes. Took the microphone and got to performing. Ike was there, saw it, and discovered her, and got her out the game. See, that's the way so it John, went down. What
0: about- so, are you saying that the rape scene, even the rape scene when he drug her by the hair into the room?
2: See, this woman—I don't know who this woman is. I know this is a couple of years old, but women like this don't even waste your time having a, having a conversation with her. because she believes everything that took place in the movie. Clearly, by the by the by the pushback she's trying to give the judge. Renzo, thank you for the two in the super chat. Even Arsenio Hall said Tina wasn't very nice. All right, so so you got the link to it. Okay, wait, let me pull this up real quick. Let me see what this is. Oh, this is it? Hello. Okay, so, wait, 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 wait. All right, we'll go over this in a minute. Oh, they're gonna hit me bad for this. Oh, they're gonna hit me bad for the music. This is not a documentary of Ike and Tina. This is an attempt to humanize Ike. This is about how talented he is despite his trauma. I'm glad he was held accountable for what he did to Tina. Wow. Listen, you can't have this. Tina has never been held accountable for her own actions. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't have a conversation like this with, with most people. Um, yeah, the music they're they gonna pee me for the music. So what I'll do is um I'll do a part two to this. I'll just have to clip. And clip and clip, because I'm gonna get pinged for all the songs in this. So, yeah. All right, I got I got my plan of action. I got I got a plan of action. Okay, so what I'll do, I'll work on this tonight, tomorrow. I'll clip all the music out, and we'll just get to straight to the just to the interview part, and um, and we'll go over this. So yeah, appreciate that. Thank you, RC. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: When you raped her well, Tina booth, used
14: all to do was her hoes like that. Tina, yeah, Tina used to do her holes like that. Remember, one of my clients now dead, she drove around the projects tied to the back of a car. You're breaking
0: up, Judge. Now, I can't hear it. you. That's it. a up. myth. The
14: up. myth of a beaten Tina Turner is a lie. That woman always had a nasty attitude. I mean, understand, I'm in the fifth grade. I'm getting ready to go into law school. And between that time, every time I saw that woman on the streets in L.A., she was being foul, discourteous, rank, vicious, evil, and violent.
0: Now, what did um, I I'm, I'm him, looking it up.
14: I promised him. I promised him when I, we were sitting in Spargo's in Beverly Hills,
1: uh-huh. and he
14: said, "Judge, I, I, this is just crushing me." I said, "Brother, I'll tell you what. I will make a promise to you. Every time that witch comes up, I'll try to tell the truth about what really happened. I don't know about everything, but I saw you two both of you all the time, well, not all the time, but a lot over the years. And I know how you acted, and I know how miserably she acted to everybody, like she was hating every somebody she saw. And the last straw was when she was standing in line at Boys Market, and she cussed out these four little young teenage black girls who were her fans just because they had the temerity to speak respectively. Ms. Turner Low Down Woman. And she isn't writing part of this crap to destroy the black man, which was a goal of Hollywood and always has been.
0: But why do you think nothing came out uh when, when the the film came out or her book, I'm Tina? It was suppressed. The press? Okay. Yes
14: suppressed
0: yeah i always thought he went to judge to jail for something else but he said he went to jail for cocaine addiction and legal trouble. yes and then he relapsed yes. and ended up going back to jail Ye- yes oh, okay so i had nothing. and to remember do that before he
14: died he and his current wife had a foundation to help abused women escape their circumstances It became a gift to them if they did, and if they went back, it became a loan. I saw all the paperwork, documentation, bank accounts, and everything. He was in front of me, and this was real live contractual arbitration according to the California Supreme Court. It was not TV play-acting.
0: Yeah. I always thought, uh, here's a line real quick. I'm getting ready to open up the lines, Judge. But I always thought the reason why... Well, the way he was featured in the... in the, Not the Bible, God, Lord. Featured in the movie was because um, I had read somewhere that he had witnessed his father being beaten and left for dead by a white mob. So I thought maybe that was... He never got over that, and that's why he was so violent.
14: My grandfather was a physician. He and Alex Haley's grandfather practiced medicine together up here in Jackson, Tennessee. He and one of my great uncles had to leave a certain state because they murdered two deputy sheriffs in retaliation for those two deputies leading a lynch mob to lynch one of their other brothers. So yeah, you can be a peaceful man after killing somebody. A whole lot of them are. my uh, father okay. Great-
2: so all right, so that was that. Now, yeah, I I remember Phil Spector giving his two cents. You know what? Y'all have it? You got it? All right. So it I'm it doesn't matter what Phil Spector's background is. Phil Spector is still one of the greatest producers ever, ever. Period. Yeah, we all know why he went to prison, why he died in prison, because he shot old girl from the Rhinex. I, I get all that. I'm just saying. So uh gave an impromptu speech that laid into both Tina Turner and Oprah Winfrey. He said, I'm so sorry, I wasn't prepared to say anything. Nobody had told me that I was going to speak. This is a very sad occasion for me. First of all, the things that were said about Ike that were in the piece of trash movie they made about him were applause, uh, it was a piece of trash movie. I haven't seen the movie, but it was told to me and Barney Kessel, one of the world's greatest guitar players in the world and the only reason That Ike didn't play on River Deep Mountain High was because Ike was the second greatest guitar player in the world. I treasured him and everybody knew knew it except Ike. That's how good he was. B.B. King told me at a party with Doc Pomus and Joe Turner and Ray Charles sitting there that Ike was the only guitar player he wouldn't play behind. That's how good he was. But Ike never boasted. He came to parties with me and I say, play, play, and Ike would never play. Ike could play circles around Eric Clapton, and Eric knew it. I had someone ask me once, what's the difference between Ike Turner and Eric Clapton? I said, you don't know the difference between Eric Clapton and Ike Turner? That's funny. Why don't you ask Eric? Eric knows. Ike made Tina the jewel she was. When I went to see Ike play at uh, Cinegrill in the 90s, after his absurd reason for being sent to prison for no reason other than being a black man in America, there were there were at least, and I counted them, Five Tina Turners on the stage performing that night. Any one of them could have been Tina Turner and sell out, whom you really love and respect. But I have an ambivalence towards Oprah Winfrey. She made Tina Turner's book into a bestseller, which demonized and vilified Ike. The book wouldn't have sold 10 books. It was badly written, it was a piece of trash. And because Oprah idolized Tina, she didn't feel it was wrong to vilify a brother. Other black sister did the same thing to Ike and there was a very famous story about Whoopi Goldberg who had a television show for about five minutes interviewed Ike. Ike had called me and said, shall I do the show? I said, you can't get hurt. And he said, okay, I'm going to do it. And we figured it would be good because it's Whoopi and Whoopi asked him, I understand before you were married when you were living together, you beat the hell out of her. Out of her and she tried to commit uh, self-deletion because she was so terrified of you and she tried to jump out of a window. And Ike said, yeah. But it's hard to jump out of a window from a basement floor. (laughs) Lord have mercy, let's go. It was only one Ike. I learned more from Ike than any any professors I've been around. He never he never ever bothered me. He never interfered with me. He never got in my way. Now remember in the movie, when Phil came to the when Phil had first asked her to do uh, a song with him with the with the with the harmonics and with the orchestra. They had, they had, Ike like he was hating, like he was jealous. Remember that scene when she first met met Phil Spector, and Phil was like, "Oh yes, I want to work. I would love to work with you. I have an idea for a song." And Ike was sitting there like all mean face and mad dog. And remember that. Okay, let's go. Uh, da, da, da. When we did River Deep Mountain High, people said you can't put Ike and Tina Turner's name on that record. It won't sell because they are rhythm and blues and it's a pop record. I said I signed, I signed Ike and Tina. It wasn't, it won't even say featuring Tina Turner, it's Ike and Tina Turner. Specter said part of the reason he became disillusioned with the record business was because he could not make Ike and Tina as big as, a, as an act as he wanted. I wanted them to be the biggest review in America. They were the first act that I recorded that ever could play big time and break it in Vegas in America. Mm. Mm-mm. Now, regardless of what you say or how you feel about Phil Spector, shout out to Phil Spector, rest in peace. I know he shot the girl and whatever killed the one. I'm just saying Phil is still one of the greatest producers ever, 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 ever. All right. Now let's get to, let's get to part three of this smoke session. All right. Shout out to uh, We All BTV. This was, this was from two
10: years ago. Let's go. You know, all this stuff. I know you got, you you tell us some stories about Tina. Turner. Yeah,
13: I I encountered Ike a lot when I was growing up.
2: Now, first and foremost, if you got a beef with, with, with what this man is saying, take your beef to Judge Joe Brown. He will hop on your platform. <laughs> Judge Joe Brown will come to your platform. <laughs> Let's go.
13: In L.A., he and Tina had matching Rolls Royces. If you got Ike, he'd always roll the window down. He always had a dude riding with him. And Ike would stop and talk to us. He'd send his guy off in the rolls to come back. He'd get burgers for everybody. So many fries would be throwing them away and cokes and everything. And he would talk to us about staying in school. Don't do drugs. Keep your nose clean. Get your shit together. Start having a purpose. And uh, he always talked that way. If you uh, waved and it was Tina, you know, she rolled down a like, little pick a motherfucker. Did I give you permission to wave at you, you little ass motherfucker? Like, damn, girl, she was always foul with a little five foot one or two inch cell. Fine. But I mean, she was bad. She had a reputation for being a pimp in Memphis. A pimp. Okay. And Ike rescued her. And I had him on my show twice. And after they had aired, I wound up running into him at Spago's out in Beverly Hills. We had a talk. And he said, Man, they judge, they just made me. I said, look, brother, I know you. And I told him where I knew. Him. He said, you know that? I said, Yeah. He said, I was one of those boys you talked to and kept. Straight, One of the reasons I didn't fall in all that mess like so many did listening to you home. He said, well, thank you. And see, um, he said, I didn't know they're going to bad mouth me like that. I said, I know. And I said, I'm from uh, been in Memphis. I was the public defendant in private practice. And some of my pimp clients told me about their colleague. He said, you heard about that? He said, she was good, but she was brutal. I said, yeah, that's what my pimp clients told me about hmm. that woman. She drug around foot homes. And drug her kneecaps off and she couldn't uh, walk after she tied behind, tried to bind the car. Yeah, I used to represent. I said, damn, that was rough. I said, yeah. Now, guess what he was in my courtroom for? What? He and his wife at the time had a foundation. And what the foundation was is battered and abused women could apply to the foundation for an advance if they actually wound up leaving.
2: Yo, we all be TV. Don't strike me, bro. Copy, uh, uh, Fair use, bro. Fair use, bro thanks bro
13: the guy it was a gift if they went back to him it was a loan so the two instances he was in front of me were was showing people who had signed the contract see, that you get this money see, so here you can we go get
2: yourself- here we go uh-oh see 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 here we go see sexy red now unfortunately sexy red you are extremely late to the party judge joe brown has been dragging tina since I covered it four years ago. See, four years ago, we were having this very same discussion about a very much alive Tina Turner versus Ike Turner. So for the last four years, we all collectively have been dispelling the myth that Ike was a woman beater, woman abuser, abuser of Tina Turner, when in fact, it was the other way around. So four years ago, we were doing God's work, dispelling the myths. Okay? So we were dragging her in life. We're going to drag her in death. Let's continue.
13: Felt well, an apartment car, get the hell away from this, but both of them went back, so they were suing them. So does that sound like the description you get from Tina? Tina the no. evil witch. Now, another thing, uh, went to a family barbecue. It was over here in Baldwin Hills in L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, me and some guys who played football at UCLA, we were, not UCLA, uh, Dorsey High, we were throwing a football. Mm-hmm. So we said, is that Ike Turner? I said, yeah, it's Ike Turner, the neighbor. So anyway, he looked up, we waved, and he took his gloves off, dusted his hands. He was down there on his knees with a trowel working in the flower bed. So he comes on down, shakes everybody's hand, asks us how we were doing, noted we've been playing ball. Did we play ball? Yeah, how's the team doing? We told him, yeah, stay in school and all that. And he smiled, waved, walked on back.
1: Mm-hmm.
13: About 10 minutes later, Tina storms out the back door. And she's mad at him because from the conversation, it sounded like he just was drawing a blank and she wanted him to come up with these lyrics and he's trying to explain That's why I'm out here. I'm trying to think, you know, give me a moment. She got to cussing. I ain't got a goddamn moment, blah, 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 blah. She was a perfectionist in her art. So anyway, he said, well, baby, this is not coming. You know, I'm trying to get it together. And she started using all these MFs and everything else. And he said, tell some kids now, they fucked them little motherfuckers, Blah, 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 blah. So she stormed back in the house.
2: Once again, if you got you've got beef over Tina Turner, you take it up with Judge Joe Brown and and the woman she dragged behind her car that had no that lost her kneecap and, and the little kids she cussed out, yo, know, take it up with them. <laughs> and so what I will do tonight and tomorrow, I will chop up that uh Ike Turner unsung episode. I gotta cut all the songs out and we'll go over that documentary tomorrow, so as we well, part two. Of us dragging anime bullock to hell, rightfully so. Let's continue.
13: About five minutes later, she just got me. Fuck this shit. I'm sick of you, goddammit. You get your shit ass mind together. And she picked up one of these big shaped rakes, you know, that's got the cast iron head to it. It Looks like a comb.
10: Uh
13: huh. She picked that thing up and bam, right across (laughs) his back. And I said, Damn, I know that hurt. So what the hell's wrong with you, woman? Fuck you, motherfucker. I ain't got no time for you to think. Bam, hit him again. (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. And it was embarrassing to the man because there were mm. about 15, 20 people looking at this. So she stormed off in the house. She came back out, got the cussing. He said, well, God it. He walked off in there. You could hear him yelling and shit. And then you could hear a crash. And she said, take that motherfucker, you know. And he said, I'm sick of you. I've had enough of your goddamn funky ass. And she took off running out of the uh, back door, you know. Mm. So look to me like she provoked that thing. And if he broke, snapped and kicked the ass, I can understand. I mean, you aren't supposed to hit women, but that's, you can get a peaceful dog.
2: Yes. Somebody can, somebody find a story between her shooting Randy Jackson. I heard that story too. Like I've heard some old heads say it did go down. So if someone can find me, I'll look too as well, but that's what we'll do together. So for part two tomorrow night, if y'all can find me any stuff in in reference to her shooting, Randy Jackson, um, yeah, we all heard that. I heard that from, uh, I got that from, from John McClain when I used to work at Death Row years ago. So that was like, it was almost a running joke at, at this point. But yeah, yeah. If y'all can find that, her shooting Randy Jackson, I appreciate it. And I will do my due diligence and try to find the story as well. Let's go.
13: Oh, and provoke him to being vicious, you know. Or
10: I, I know what I read, because Tina Pounder was still close to Ike when he died. And she kept his last name for a reason because he's rock and roll royalty. I mean, he's a- Wait
2: rose gold you got it text it to me yo listen rose gold got every goddamn thing like he like wendy williams on the low low if you gotta send it to me sis all right let's go let's go let's go let's continue with this dragon
10: pioneer in rock and roll but like the thing about it was when he first started you know i think bb king said that was the greatest band leader he ever saw but he was really a strict taskmaster if he caught you doing drugs he kicked you out the band yeah but but when he got on drugs and messed him up he was bipolar too
13: well that's what came out when he was on the show Mm-hmm. but see you know where he found tina where she did an impromptu appearance on a talent show they had at the paradise club paradise in memphis okay that's where he discovered you know that thing uh proud uh motorcycles not allowed in it 25 the speed limit mm-hmm. if you go up to flatbush tennessee which is right
1: across. okay wait so
2: we got the we got the twitter thread we're getting super messy tonight y'all ain't shit, but i'm here for it wait, where's the link where's the link okay here we go Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Randy Jackson. <laughs> this was back in 2011. This was 2011. Yes, Tina Turner shot me. I have the scar to prove it. Randy made the strange, random re- revelation on Twitter, posting the above tweet. And then saying, I went to Tina's house to see my girlfriend. I guess I caught them off guard. Hmm. Next question. Tina's old assistant once wrote about the incident in the book, saying Tina fired a shot through the ceiling and one through the doorway before Randy leapt through a window. Attempts to reach a rep fraternity were unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to the internet, Twitter. I'm telling you, Twitter is your friend. Holy cow! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have so much to chop up and just make videos out of. Once again, if you got beef with, with how we doing Tina Turner, this this how we put her ass on a spit, and we just and we just turn the, and the body just, just over the fire on the spit because it's squeaky, right? <laughs> we slow roasting this bitch tonight. We slow roasting this bitch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Let's go.
13: Across <laughs> the county. Like, come on, county. Mm-hmm. There is an old, well, I used to ride a motorcycle back when, and there is an mm-hmm. old convenience store and it's got bushes and down in the bushes for several years, there was a sign that said 25 miles an hour, motorcycles not allowed. Hmm. That was the flatbush they were singing about.
10: Come on, Nutbush, right. around, Nut
13: around there, you know.
10: Mm, Nutbush, they got a museum for her <laughs> Nutbush right now.
13: I know, but they ought to have it one for Ike. He's the one that wrote all that stuff and came up with the compositions and scored the music.
10: Well, but he don't get enough had- credit. I mean, he's a music genius. He's we he, oh, know he, yeah. he was a music genius, and still, and Phil Spector spoke at his funeral of all people. Phil Spector said they did a number on Ike. That's the dude who killed a white woman in his mansion. That Phil yeah. Spector. <laughs>
13: <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is they did a number on him. See, that was pushing that narrative of toxic masculinity before we said toxic masculinity. That's was the game. He said, "I never did all those things to that woman." In fact, you know, what my pimp clients were saying when I ran into him. Remember that movie, What Love Got to Do with It? Yeah. Remember the housekeeper who supposedly killed herself? Mm-hmm. All the pimps claimed Satina shot that woman. You know, she pop a cap on somebody for looking cross-eyed.
10: You hear the Randy Jackson story that they say Randy Jackson was almost killed by t- Tina. She tried to kill uh Randy Jackson. <laughs> Have you heard, heard she was story? a violent
13: woman. Now, the other another the instance I saw her, I was in Boys Market on Crenshaw right by the railroad tracks. Okay, mm-hmm. if you were ever been in LA and I was in college, I'm standing in line and there's three or four little cutie pies that were like 10th, 11th grade at Dorsey High from what they had on, yeah, and in front of them was Tina. Mm-hmm. so they were saying, whispering, was that Miss Tina Turner? I think it is. It is Tina Turner, yes. And I'm just watching this. Wait. So one of them got in know Wait, 600. wait, wait.
2: So, wait, Rose Gold, where you at? So how old was Randy at the time with him and Luther? Because I, I keep, my mind keeps thinking I'm, Randy is young, like young. I keep seeing Randy Jackson as a young Randy Jackson. I forget he's well into his 60s, right? So how old were Randy and Luther when they were when they were messing around. Okay. If if you um you know what, let's do this. Let's let's switch gear real quick. Let me switch We're going to come back to this, don't worry.
1: We got we got time tonight to roast the pig roast this. Let me find it real quick. Cuz yeah,
2: my brain keeps making Randy young, like super young when
1: he's like just as old as anybody else. Let me find something real quick, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Now, here we go. Okay, here's the t- connection between
2: Tina and Randy Jackson. All right. Shout out to Rose Gold for finding this for me. Whose channel is this? Oh, shit, where'd it go? Where'd
1: it Where'd it go? Ah, damn it. Okay, hold up, hold up. I just messed up. I messed up. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, here we go. So here's,
2: here, here's how they form, here we get the connection between Randy and Tina. Let's go.
12: Bernadette Roby. Even after their relationship was over, Tina remained friends with Bernadette when Bernadette moved on to dating Randy Jackson. And that gives us the background for today's story. First, Randy's side of the story. Then we'll deal with a more detailed account that comes from a book called The Real Tea, My 22 Years with Tina Turner. Now, it looks like Randy was taking things with Bernadette pretty seriously. Here she is pictured with all of Randy's sisters-in-law in in 1983. She was his date for the Motown 25th reunion special, which was a big deal for the Jackson brothers. It was the same show in which Michael Jackson debuted The Moonwalk during his Billie Jean performance. Well, according to Randy, he walked into Tina home and caught her doing something with his girlfriend his 2011 tweets make it sound as with
2: his girlfriend not her girlfriend his girlfriend so she was knocking down everybody's nobody was safe around tina tina once again how does my bisexual theory sound to y'all now let me just come on i need to take i need to take time five minutes to gloat how does my bisexual theory sound to y'all now sound pretty pa- plausible at this point so do y'all now start to believe that most women aren't bisexual just let me let me talk my shit let's go let's go
12: So he was suggesting that he caught his girlfriend in some type of sexual moment with Tina Turner he tweeted yes Tina Turner shot me I have the scar to prove it and I went to Tina's house to see my girlfriend I guess I caught them off guard and having said that violence on my part, nor have I ever owned or carried a weapon. Okay, Randy, let's not act like just because you don't carry a weapon doesn't mean that you can't be violent. Once you hear the other story, you'll know why he brings up violence in this incident. Now, the other story is from the 1998 book called The Real Tea, My 22 Years with Tina Turner by Eddie Hampton Armani. According to this book, the shooting happened around 1983 when Randy Jackson was dating Bernadette. He wrote, quote, I listened to Tina as she continued delivering the motherly lecture to Bernadette, nodding my head in agreement. Bernadette, let me tell you something. You've got yourself a night turner. You better get rid of him. I know you're scared. Mm. End quote. Now, the Bernadette we are talking about is Bernadette Roby. She is the daughter of Paul Roby, one of the original members of the Platters. Okay. At the time of this incident, she was very recently divorced from Lynn Swan after a 22 month marriage. If his name sounds familiar, ben it may Swan. be as you remember NFL, him come on, from his football. NFL days yeah. when he was a wide receiver, receiver for the Pittsburgh right. Steelers. Well, that was in her past. Today, she was Randy Jackson's girlfriend. And according to this author, Bernadette said that Randy was very controlling of her, forcing her to do things that she didn't want to do, things that Eddie claimed were too horrific and shocking to mention in his book. Back to his story, quote, Tina was furious, and she threw her hands up in disgust. I know what it's like, Bernadette. It's best for you if you stay here tonight. Just make sure you get rid of that Randy Jackson first thing tomorrow. But no sooner had Tina spoken than the noisy shuffling of steps could be heard outside. Mm -hmm. I paused and watched her from across the bedroom. The worry on her face was unmistakable. Bernadette had already scared the daylights out of us with horrifying stories of Randy's violence. Lejeune and Tina remained still and silent as the intrusive sounds outside continued. Mm. There was a momentary eeriness. And then, without warning, One of Tina's huge, treasured terracotta pots burst through the glass doors, exploding on impact. Shards of razor-sharp glass sprayed like darts throughout the bedroom. There was soil and terracotta everywhere. Everything else that followed seemed to happen so quickly. Randy Jackson leapt through the broken window and paused for a moment, breathing and sweating heavily. Then, as he moved, glass fragments on Tina's plush-cream carpet could be heard crunching beneath his hard, determined steps. He seemed possessed. And his wild eyes rapidly scanned the bedroom. It only took a split second to focus on what he had come for. Like an animal stalking prey, he walked towards Bernadette, muttering like a crazy man about how much he loved and needed her. In all the years I had spent with Tina, she had drilled me over and over on certain safety procedures should an intruder gain entry into her home. We always thought if it happened, it would be her ex-husband, Ike. On this particular day, we were wrong. Worse still, everyone froze in shock, forgetting Tina's meticulous safety drill. The only one to spring to action was Tina herself. She calmly and purposefully walked into the bedroom, where her eyes immediately darted to the framed pictures on her bedside table where she hid her loaded handgun. Without looking away from the table, her hand whipped out with shocking speed and grabbed a second gun, a shotgun from behind the freestanding oval antique mirror just next to her. She cocked the weapon, then turned and aimed the loaded barrel at Randy Jackson's head. Her body stiff and her aim steady, she said with true determination, freeze or I'll blow your brains out. Randy did stop, but only for a split second. Locking eyes with Tina, he ignored her warning and lunged for Bernadette.
2: So whose version do y'all believe? Do you believe Randy Jackson's version or you believe Tina's version? Because these are two very extreme uh, perspectives of what happened that night. come on man some it can't be that that polar it just can't be yo somebody shot you somebody shot you all this okay let's just okay let's go let's go let's go
12: Tina still several feet away from Randy raised the gun and blew a hole in the ceiling Randy his face a mask of brutality charged straight at Tina like a raging bull still in control Tina moved the barrel slightly to the side and fired towards the doorway she pointed the gun at Randy. Randy, suddenly terrified, leapt through the broken windows, fleeing for his life.
2: And was she really going to kill a member of the Jacksons? Like, y'all, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's put this in a 40-year t- context. Wait a minute. So y'all, was she trying to scare him or make a point? Was she really trying to kill a member of the Jackson 5? Listen to this, what I'm saying, y'all. Was she really trying to kill a member of the Jackson 5? Do do you understand? Like, like, wow. Okay, let's go. Quote,
12: this is when, according to rumors, he got shot in the ass.
2: Some of the rumors say upper thigh. (laughs) Wait, Nick said it's Randy, not Michael. But still, yo, listen, you... Yo, you harm, nah, I, listen, Joe, Joe ain't having it. I'm sorry. Papa Joe wouldn't be having it. I just, Jackson 5 at that time were, were the industries. They were industry darlings or soon to be. Mike was, you know, Mike was still burgeoning in his career. Um, Come on, man. I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think she's trying to intimidate. I just, I, this is so extra. This is so extra, a shotgun, like for real? Okay.
12: Nevertheless, years would go by without Tina or Randy commenting on the incident. But then in 2011, Randy finally confirmed via Twitter that the rumor was true. And as far as I can see, Tina Turner has never commented on the story to either confirm or deny. But I think that we should all just err on the side of caution and not go busting up in her house so that she doesn't have to go busting any caps in our asses. (laughs) And what happened to Randy's girlfriend? In the end, she married legendary boxer Sugar Ray Leonard. They had two children together and are still married to this day. Fun fact, O.J. Simpson attended their wedding. So did Johnny Gill, not as a guest, but as a groomsman. Randy Jackson never seemed to be lucky in love. His reportedly bad temper and abusive ways didn't help, but neither did his brother, Jermaine. Who slept with and then married His the baby woman mom. who was the yeah, mother yeah, of two of that. Randy's kids? Yeah, we know I that. I published a video about that story that you can see.
2: Listen, all right, I'm over this. Okay, that was that was that was cute. Yo, this is what happens. The business is it is that wild. Oh man, all right, let's get back to the <laughs> to putting her o- over the pit real quick. Let's finish this this slow roast.
13: Miss Turner, she turned around. Bitch, did I give you funky ass permission to talk to me, ho? You look like you're
2: gonna. And yes, Cola Booth, uh, Cola Booth clearly was a government asset. Um, how she was allowed to get next to some of, um, was it who who, who she used to date? Was it Gaddafi? Right, she was a uh, you know, yeah, Cola Booth. Isn't that once again? This you had to go back Twitter ten years ago. She was the one that said, "I'd rather be um, a white man's whore than be on the than the, than be a piece of gum on the bottom of a black man's shoe." That Cola Booth. This was before YouTube was popping. This, this was when Twitter was still, like, king. So, yeah, Cola Booth knew, knows a lot of shit. I'm surprised this woman is still alive to this day. Um, I remember she ended up marrying some African dude and then some white dude that moved to Colorado at one point, right? Because she would tell all her shit on, on Twitter, man. And she had to, she had to tell all book. book. Um, she was a model at one point. Um, she dated every goddamn rock star. She got next to every motherfucking... Um, <laughs> Uh, every des- uh, despot, military despot, you know. I mean, her access to she was like the super groupie, like groupie group of groupies. All right, let's get them. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
13: Talk to me without my permission. I'm gonna slap the grease off your ass. The girl started crying. Hey, Shut okay, up, it it, you gotcha, it. Okay. me. Okay. okay. Wow. And she went and threw her money up and was rude to the clerk, stalked out of there. I said, damn. And this girl was just crying away, and her friends were all hugging her and patting her on the back. I said, wow. Tina Turner. Gorilla pimp. <laughs> Man, I had some, I knew some gorilla pimps. We had them in Memphis. They'd go to Chicago and New York and run the Chicago and New York pimps off the corner and start running the local pimps' holes for them. Mm-hmm. Man, they were vicious. they do shit like go up to Chicago, snatch them a little church-going girl that looked halfway cute, chain mm-hmm. her to a bed in a cheap uh, hotel, shoot her up with heroin for two a week or so until she got to be... Uh, a junkie and this handcuff ass to a bed and start selling discount pussy, 15, 25 people and being lying for me reading the police reports. And I got to associate local counsel and go up there and try to get these fools out of getting some kind of death penalty shit. But always got down to just the assignation a solicitation of the prosecution.
10: Do you Memphis Pimps going to Chicago doing it to Chicago women? Oh, hold on, you see. What is, this? what is this, what are we
2: doing? What are we doing, what is this? Okay, that was it. Okay, that was it. Okay, shout out to uh, We All Be TV. Don't strike me, bro. Um, fair use, bro.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, wow. All right. Okay, so I will work on this tonight and tomorrow for uh the unsung version of of Ike, uh, of, of uh Ike Turner. Let me see. Sure. Okay. I was going through these comments so she understands how much time I try to me live here Ike was sexually abused. Okay.
2: That's six by three going. Yeah, Ike was yeah, Ike was abused by grown women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright,
1: alright. Let me get out of here. Okay, what is this? What is this? What is this? Oh you already got this, already got this. Okay. All right, I'll be, all right, Nick. Have a good night, sir. Um,
2: let me wrap this up with uh, Shannon Sharp versus um, <laughs> Kwame Brown. I'm rolling with Kwame Brown on this one. But let's see what Shannon had to say, and then we get we we'll get out of here, and then so I can get to working on part two for tomorrow. Playback speed fast. All right, let's see what how this all kicked off. I just don't know
11: what, what, what's his end game here. You're talking about what Kobe would have done. What would you have been done? What would you have done? You're no one <laughs> overall pick. Yep. I, I don't get it because LeBron was in a no-win situation. People say, LeBron, why would you set a 4-3? Why would you shoot a step back this? He drives the ball. Jamal Murray does a great job of tying him up. And even as he holds onto the ball, he's trying to get the shot up. Aaron Gordon blocks it. Now you're saying, well, he should have pulled up it's easy to say what you should have done after the fact of knowing what has happened. Yep. And Skip, he said, you're supposed to be great? Really, Kwame, of all the people, he should never, ever question anybody's greatness because this is what we know. If there's a Mount Rushmore for bust mm-hmm. in the NBA history, whether he's the first head, the
2: second head, the... Shaney Sharp is a clown, man. I don't know. Why does anybody take him serious? I can't wait for little homosexual to come out and say, yeah, me and Shannon Sharp, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Please, wherever you at, you, you little homosexual, please hurry up and out this dude, please. third or the fourth, he's on my Rushmore of bust
11: NBA players. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to question a guy that's, whether you say he's first, second, he's top five of the greatest players to ever play. I remember I heard him talk when Kobe scored 81, he's talking about he's sitting damn good screens. Really? Dude, you're the number one pick in the draft, and you talk about you setting screens. Yep. Talk about the games that you played. Talk about the game-winning shots you hit. Skip, look, I get it. Kobe and Mike was graceful. They were elegant. They were Barishnikov. Yep. But it's just not true. They haven't hit more game-winning shots than LeBron. The numbers don't lie. You can just go look it up, Kwame. You have plenty of time. Hey, you own on your farm down in down in Georgia. You got plenty of time. You ain't playing no hoops. You should have been in the NBA. But you want to take a shot because this is your thing, Skip. Look what he did. Everybody, he was he was trending. Mm. He got exactly what he wanted. Okay. He trended more <laughs> for saying something, because sometimes, Skip, the only success you can have is taking a bite out of somebody that's successful. He trended more for what he said about LeBron. All yeah. right. Than anything he ever done in the NBA.
10: That's a fact. Now, that's a, that's
11: a problem. Yep. That's a problem. Now, whatever you're good at, that's what you should be like trending for. Kwame Brown dropped 30 and 20. Kwame Brown had a triple-double. Mm-hmm. We can't pull up nothing where they say Kwame Brown ever had a great game, but he want to take a shot. And, so, and the nerds will look at the stat line. You ain't gotta look at the stat line. Go watch the game. If you didn't think LeBron James, if you didn't think LeBron James played great in that game, sometimes you can play great, Skip, and still lose. Sometimes you can play bad play bad and win. That's happened. But I don't get, I, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get, I'm just try, Skip, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out. Where what what was Kwame hoping to accomplish? Because he jumped on there like was like he's like oh oh and LeBron James you supposed to be a superstar you supposed to be all one of these all time great play- you're supposed to be no you were supposed to be an all time great player you were supposed to be a superstar.
2: Uh oh. Kerry, thank you for following the Super Chat. Shannon is a bottom tops don't talk. Brown back. You know if he's a bottom, he would be a power bottom. I'm, sh- yeah if 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 he's a bottom he's a power bottom and then for those that be like what's well, a power bottom well i guess he he he'd be the one directing the action while taking it if that makes sense i guess let's go that was the supposed
11: not lebron lebron james is hmm. everything that people thought he would be and more yep. you are what people you became nothing of okay, what you I'm were supposed i'm it
2: let's get to Kwame, Kwame Returns Fire. I'm, 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 on, I'm on Kwame's side with this one. Normally I don't care for Kwame, but I'm on, I'm riding with Kwame on this one.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> old ass 50 year old nigga catching phase about another man. It's a damn shame. Here come this big time motherfucker. Hey, there, no. let me tell you something, hold up now. Let me tell you something, LeBron, let me, let me read the stat. Who's, send me another stat of LeBron. Hold up, send me a stat of LeBron. Move your tongue out the way, motherfucker. <laughs> It's clear to see you ain't there because of your talent. You there because you like the way ass tastes nigga. Oh, no. Nigga, you lucky you can catch a goddamn football. Back in the day, a big, ugly motherfucker like you with a thick tongue and a stutter like you oh, got. No. Only, only thing a nigga like you was good for is fighting the fucking. Oh, no. Motherfucker used to breed an ugly motherfucker like you. See, I know you punch like a mule, kid, but you bet not run your ugly ass up on me about no goddamn LeBron ugly motherfucker you y'all want to bring up stats how many times have uh lebron scored this how many times i wasn't talking about how many times i was talking about that fucking time y'all always want to goddamn whine and cry about lebron every two seconds this is why everybody know that what y'all are saying is bullshit you niggas want to attack anybody that say the goddamn truth? Don't nobody think LeBron James is the best player in the world? Instead, little fanboys to statisticians.
2: Well, yeah, Shannon is a, a is a bronze sexual. Like let's let's that's no that's no secret. Like Shannon loves LeBron and defends LeBron at every at every chance. Yeah, <sighs> let's go. All
3: you want to do is fill up the goddamn stats. Stats don't mean shit when it comes to the greatness. But we can go there if you want A goddamn NBA player That's supposed to be so great That y'all ask for help for him every damn year Help, help Go get you a wife Go find you a wife, dick-tongue dummy (laughs) What you do in your spare time When you're not on first take, shit I fight over LeBron, shit Anybody who talk about LeBron, I fight over LeBron. I'm on Twitter with it. I'm on the side of the court with it. That's what I do. That's a hobby of mine. I fight over LeBron. Sweet sensitive
2: ass. Okay. Boy. All right. So I got homework to do. Um. (laughs) So yeah. Tonight. Tomorrow. I'll be working on the the Ike stock. and then, yeah, we'll just keep this thing going, man. We'll, we'll keep smoking on this this Tina Turner pack once again, um, we've been saying this about Tina for the last four years. If you've been around, if you're late to the party, that's on you, it's not our fault. catch up, you're late, you're behind. I don't know what else to tell you. you missed the bus, you missed the train, you know um yeah catch up so um yeah yeah shout out to everybody that that came through tonight and all you all you maniacs shout out to everybody that donated and and time and energies and all that good stuff um yeah, oh shit yeah, I got you bun I got you bun I ain't forget I ain't forget bro, I got you I got you I got you I got you, I got you. let me get that okay, um thank you for the five on the super chat slides the story true that the Jackson five had to service and or perform on a at Late night oh oh Ed Ed um, Sullivan. yeah, 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 I've heard that performing live on the show. Yeah, I've heard
1: that.
2: Yeah, Mr, we have a really big shoe for you tonight. yeah, that's ooh, that that goes back to I, I heard that when I was a kid. You know? So yeah, a lot of a lot of old secrets, you know, everything in due time will come out. So everything comes out when it's supposed to come out. That's how I look at it, you know especially with the social media thing, you know, stuff that we heard 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago are now making the rounds and a lot of new people are coming into this information and be like, "Oh, I didn't know this, I didn't know that." You know, a lot of old to us new to these to a lot of these people coming through. So that's um yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um yo, so the Aretha, so not the Aretha, but um this, the Ashford and Simpson. Okay, so y'all got homework tonight or in the next couple of days. Find me <laughs> the stories of Ashford and Simpson being being drug dealers. I I, will, I look forward to that. Wait, wait. We have put... Wait, Aries, why are, you, why are you mad at us for telling the truth about Tina? I don't understand. Like, we've been saying this when she was alive. No one had heat for us. So, um... This is how things progress now. So in death, you know, unfortunately you're going to get dragged man or woman, good or bad. Um, those that love you could still gonna rock with you. Those that never liked you now, now even have more reason to not like you. So can't, I mean, just, that's just, this is, this is where we're at at this point. You know? So it's not like no one doesn't have respect for Tina. Like Tina did her thing, but shit respect where it came from and who gave her the shot But then that, that, that gets dicey too. Cause then it's like, okay, how long do you say, how long do you give Ike the credit for discovering Tina? But, um, the narrative is, you know, this, this whole him whooping her ass for 20 years, that narrative needs to be dispelled, debunked and slowly, but surely we're debunking it, you know, every year, the the rumors get less and less right let every year less and less people actually believe that ike was beating on tina like this so shout out to judge joe brown and everyone that's been you know getting the word out you know because no no one deserves to have their leg- legacy tarnished like that you know so no i don't i don't understand why we are catching hell for telling what it is i appreciate that nina Boo- hey thank you thank you I- thank you thank you thank you i try all right so i'm gonna get out of here it's been two hours so if y'all got this, wait, 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 Detroit King pants They were selling. Okay. Give me, but I need, you know what I need? I need links. I need links. I need links. Give me links. I need links. So if we need to, we need to smoke on an ass Simpson pack. That's what we going to do. So with that being said, everybody, thank y'all for hanging out. Get out of here. Go to bed, go to sleep, go watch something else, go get ready for work. And I will, I will do work tonight and tomorrow and we'll, Part two of uh, Smoking on the Tina Pack
1: uh, tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace.